Yep. I said it before and I'll say it again. Life moves pretty fast. You don't stop and look around once in a while. You could miss it. What's the most you ever lost on a coin toss? Sir? I feel the need. The need for speed. Ow! Good morning, Vietnam! What country are you from? What? What ain't no country I ever heard of? They speak English in what? 60% of the time, it works every time. That doesn't make sense. It's in the hole! It's in the hole! All right, all right, all right. These guys are two Dr. Lecter, my name is Clarice Starling. Can I speak with you? The first rule of Fight Club is you do not talk about Fight Club. Gentlemen, you can't fight in here. This is the war room. I must break you. I want to learn the ways of the Force and become a Jedi like my father. We love some movie characters, and sometimes the best way to get into the characters we love most is to dig deep into their motives, their calling, and their sense of self. Talk about what they really, really want. This is movie typing where we select, engage, and unveil the intentions and drive of the greatest characters on film. My name is Jeff Cook. I'm a philosopher in Greeley, Colorado, and with me is TJ Wilson, businessman, lover of theology, and personality typing expert. Hello. Boss, we are returning to the world of Clue. Excellent. It's a great world to come back to. Occasionally, once all the clues are in place, you got to assemble them all, see what you got, do a typing throwdown. Check the envelope. <laughs> we got to check the envelope. We clearly started this at the end last time. TJ and I went to our separate corners, talked to our ringman, and... Uh, are entering the ring once again. This time solo. We're, we don't have a. We don't have our our backup team. There was some spice the entertainment before the before <laughs> the fight. That's right. I found it all. Found Kelly and Daniel's comments really entertaining. Yeah. But it's gonna be us plowing through all of the the nuggets of goodness here and coming up with a definitive list. Um, I did like having gone back and re-listened to it now the idea that there's clues about the typing i was pretty happy about that yeah yeah in my day a little meta it's nice it's meta yeah well we're going to take these characters in turn starting with how they arrive and then we will save wadsworth yvette and body for the end and so we'll jump in with a, what i think will actually be probably our longest conversation will be this first character and that would be with colonel mustard sure We've already done all the setup. I had mustard as a six. You had mustard as a seven. We also kind of outlined in our last podcast why we thought this, but uh, you want to pitch the main clues that make you think that mustard is a seven? Yeah, I think that um, my my biggest, the biggest thing that points me towards seven is is the way that he seems like he feels like it almost like it's his responsibility to like get the crowd amped up if you will like he he seems like the type of person who's like in a room that's quiet i will be the one that gets everyone talking and that seems that that to me is a very sevenish kind of behavior like like he he he'll he'll start the conversation he'll get the ball rolling he'll be the first one to to offer his thoughts on whatever thing like he he wants everyone to have a good time and like that that is my number one argument he also seems uh like i 
all my whole list sort of paired the the sins of each type with uh with the clue character and i think that he represents gluttony in a really interesting way just like that like he's the one that is is pouring the drinks the most and uh and sort of has a um, an interesting appetite toward uh yeah expressing his his sexual desires if you will so how did you know Colonel Mustard works in Washington? Is he one of your clients? Certainly not. I was asking Miss Scarlet. Well, you tell him it's not true. It's not true. Is that true? No, it's not true. Ha-ha, so it is true. A double negative. Double negative? You mean you have photographs? That sounds like a confession to me. In fact, the double negative has led to proof positive. I'm afraid you gave yourself away. Are you trying to make me look stupid in front of the other guests? You don't need any help from me, sir. That's right. Uh, that he he just it seems to me he represents gluttony in a really interesting way and and also the fact that he ended up being someone who a war profiteer like that seems like a like a sort of an evil seven kind of behavior is like oh okay these these people uh, yeah I'll I'll take stuff that these people need and sell it to these other people and profit off of the I'll I'll do that that'll be fun so I, want, I actually want to build on everything you just said there. Uh, on on the sixth side, and obviously, just to to uh, point out, the mistype would occur on a wing. Mm-hmm. So sixes can have some strong seven qualities on their wing, and sevens can have strong six qualities on their wing. Uh, another common another commonality between sixes and seven is they're both in the head triad. So going to be receiving the world through their head. Fear will end up being their underlying uh, feeling. Right going to have some future focused side on that in terms of how they're receiving the world. So there's there's good reason for there to be a mistype here. Right. A couple things that hit me. I also think he feels a responsibility to get things started and I don't think sevens feel responsibility in in a way like that. That might be mm-hmm. something worth noting, but sixes are the a responsible uh type. They are finding their place in the group. And doing so by, you know, what what is, it's almost a what is mine to do here. And I could see him, especially because I think the, the big thing for, for me and Mustard is that he strikes me as someone who cannot get his head around the problems at hand. And sevens don't seem to have that sort of problem. And a lot of his energy of I need to get things started come out of that space of almost an anxiety Mm. to get things moving. Um, A second thing here, and I like that you brought up sins. I I can see it on the gluttonous side that he's, you know, apparently uh, paying for prostitutes. The self-doubt materializing is recklessness is I think where I would go there. It's a fearful, almost anxious energy. I don't see him as idealistically adventurous as a seven, but much more reactively anxious, like a like a six. And even his posture towards his um, time with prostitutes, it's never reframed. That seems like an easy thing to reframe for for some sevens. Like that would just posture in a way that you boast in that showcase. You know. This was this was a great time. In fact, there were three of them, you know, sort of thing. As opposed sure. to, yeah, he references his mommy and daddy, not not wanting to be found out in those ways, and that's that that also struck me as uh, not the way that a, a seven might handle that. Lastly, for me, is 
I think he is a the most unhealthy of all the characters. Sure. And as such, on the six side, if if he were a six, I think he sees himself as faithful, dutiful, um, the 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 virtuous side of six, and yet he never gets there. You know, he actually fails at being you know a healthy six mm-hmm. in the places that he might want to be, and he also has this specific a problem that's real common with sixes is they see other men who might have a traditionally strong masculine posture like an eight male like a healthy mm-hmm. eight male and think that's what i'm supposed to be like sure. and i feel like his we talked a lot about his toxic masculine side i feel like that's how he comes across is sure. i'm supposed to be like that but he's he's clearly not that naturally sure what you think well uh i want to address thoughts as i had them from your argument uh the anxiety thing like the not being able to wrap his head around the situation i think that's just because he's a little dumb and like it, it's very clear that that's that's part of the joke of him throughout the movie is that he's a little bit dumb and and so i read his i i read that before n- unproductive thinking mm. that like his his character is just written to be kind of dumb right uh and and for entertainment value um the boasting about like the reframing of the prostitutes thing i think that might have more to do with the cultural inappropriateness of having prostitutes i think if it was if this story took place in 2010 we might see some if i Obviously, hypothetically, if, if he's a seven and this story took place now, it might be more reasonable for him to be a little bit more upfront about that, you know, like j- just because in the in the 40s, 50s, whenever the story takes place, it's just not appropriate for people of his status to be sleeping with prostitutes. Right. So there's no there isn't a sense of reframing there. It's just hidden. For me, I want to push into that. There's, it seems like there's no movement at all into disarming the story, and it seems like such an easy thing through charm and charisma to disarm. Mm-hmm. But he thinks he's broken the rules. I do understand the cultural side of that, but I can like I can imagine sevens say in Victorian England who are throwing orgies on the side or something, you know, and mm-hmm. and and how that posture would come across. Yeah. Or, you know, I, I don't know why that's where my mind went. But <laughs> so, so, Dr. Freud, what do you think about? No, the, um, <laughs> it seems like that the the yeah, the the sense of the rules overwhelm his ability to re to recast that in a, mm-hmm. you know, in a light that gets him off the hook. Right. But I don't I don't know that I necessarily sense that he feels all that bad about the prostitutes. Like the thing that comes out that he is like, this is the thing that he was actually being uh, blackmailed for. It was that he was a war profiteer. Right. The prostitutes thing that gets reframed, the, the reframing that happens there is that he tries to deflect from it by saying that he doesn't want his dear old mother to see these photos. But also his mom might not be alive as referenced in another place in the film. Yep. 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 And so the, 
Yeah, I, I feel like the, the the prostitute's thing serves as a distraction for the actual thing that he did. I have a hard time anchoring either of these sins. Like war profiteering as the actual moral indiscretion doesn't feel uh-huh. to me like gluttony or fear. It to me the it is more likely that a seven would like I, I, I can't help but think of uh uh Tenardier from Les Miserables like that he's kind of a despicable person but he's like he's just taking wherever he can get it okay and and he he has no ability to to keep or to save or to plan like all he does is consume and and in a similar way like Colonel Mustard being a war profiteer is is about consumption sure like like greed and or gluttony and yeah the the part that really like i have a hard time getting on board with 6 when we specifically consider war profiteer because the sense of duty there would be a huge problem like if he's actually a colonel if he actually served in the military and then stole military parts and profited off of them i feel like he would be in significant turmoil about that of all things, I think that highlights why I think you should see him as a six is that, again, unhealthy person and the military is not his source of security. He detached and grabbed a different source of security, which was financial. Sure. But he and, still would have had a sense of duty to that, to the military. I mean, I maybe if he does not. You see this with his. I, this is actually another reason to think him a six his posture of skepticism towards Wadsworth throughout is much more indicative, I think, of a six who questions authority. And apparently he's used to questioning authority. He's got some status as a colonel. Um, but it, I don't know. That, that's what hit me is that he – It's. I don't know that we see the gluttonous appetite. It felt like in talking about his wealth, it just real briefly – when he says, I stole essential Air Force radio parts and I sold them on the black market. That is how I made all my money. Feels much more actually like he's kind of pushing into five space. Actually, this this would work for both of us. The uh, the seven in security, the sin he would actually embrace would look very five-ish. Mm-hmm. We've said this a handful of times in the past, but I think there's something really to be said about the sins of your wings. So as a one myself, I struggle with sloth and pride uh, with the sins of the nine and the two. And I, mm-hmm. I, I suppose I see that with, I could make all the gluttonous claims. I could say, well, he's struggling with the sin of gluttony on his wing. He's also struggling with the pride, or I'm sorry, with the greed in his five space. But really, this is, in my mind, an anxious character. Mm-hmm. And that's what motivates him towards those experiences. Sure. I get that. Bing. I guess we can go to the book on that one then. <laughs> Where's my book? Uh-oh. Oh, there it is. Anything, anything else to be said? As with all of these characters, we yeah. also have to like remind our listeners of the caveat that they're all liars. So right. Like no, we have no idea how much of his story is actually true. Except that he was being blackmailed and there are photos of him 
sleeping with who we assume to be a vet. Right. I suppose we were going to save some of the characters till the end because they're even more clearly hiding. Right. But all the traditional characters yeah. posture in a way that's hiding. All right. Just in case you're not familiar with uh, how we do this, we go to a book called The Sacred Enneagram by Christopher Huritz. In the back, there is a mistyping chart. Eventually, TJ and I are going to create a mistyping chart that's going to be spectacular. Yep. We'll go depthy, but that, uh, but that sounds like work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Don't talk about work. We're talking about Clue right now. <laughs> this is a fun space. <laughs> go into the book. Uh, is he pessimistic like a six or optimistic like a seven? Yeah, probably more pessimistic. Self-doubting or self-confident? I I suggest that he's self-confident. I think it's all a show. But also because he's dumb, he may just not know <laughs> to doubt himself. This is true. Well, it could be materialized as recklessness if I say, I think he is a counterphobic six. And so... Sure. Responsible or forgetful? I think he... Th- thinks he's more responsible than he actually is, but he's actually more forgetful. <laughs> That's what my answer was going to be also. Uh, I don't know how forgetful he is, but I, I mean, forgetful is a, that's a strange one for sevens. And this is why we're going to create our own list. <laughs> right. <laughs> we, got, we have to bring in a moderator somehow, and this Seriously. is what we got. Aware of authority ignores authority. Aware of, for sure. Committed or flighty? See, there I think flighty. His commitment to his mother and father is severe. It His commitment to the military, not severe, because clearly But that's... his commitment to his mother and father might be entirely fabricated. Because one version of his own story is yeah. that his mother is dead, and another version of his story is that his... I guess that's true. He didn't want these photos to go to it, to be seen by his mother. Yeah. He wants everybody else to think his sin is about prostitution, where right. and that allows him to hide the war profiteering. Right. Negative or upbeat? I I think a little bit of both. I think he's a hundred percent negative. It's uh, there is so much. That, that's actually a good argument for six. There's so much future anxiety of this might get us, this might get us, this might get us. I think underlying his sure. language. Uh, duty or freedom? I think duty is more prevalent, but. In my line of argument, it's all a show. Right. Yeah. I would I would almost give it over to freedom except for he wants to get systematic at times. We need to do this in proper military fashion. Mm-hmm. And that element, I don't hear a seven saying something like that, I suppose. Well, unless the seven is trying to convince everyone to split up so that he can go murder someone. <laughs> <sighs> That's actually true. Well, and if you assume the last ending and that he's leading everyone in order so he can kill the, what is it? It's the driver, yeah? Yeah, the motorist. He was my driver during the war. Right? Yeah. Worrying or diverting? Worrying, yeah. It sounds like you were going uh, with six on the list, at least. You shut your mouth. (laughs) That's what it sounded like. (laughs) Yeah, I'm not really that attached to seven. Six makes more sense. That's fine. All right, well, TJ will be pleased to know that the second character on the list is Mrs. White. My favorite. Oh, my gosh. And prior, I've had a real hard time making the full convincing argument in my mind for Mrs. White as an 
eight, as I said, TJ made the pitch for Mrs. White as a four. And so yep. we're going to go down that path. So I, I think that that's probably right. I also think it's incredibly valuable to do the mistyping between self-protective eights who are a very different kind of eight. And, mm-hmm. and if you, this is a place where mistyping can take place if you have a self-protective eight and sexual. I assume she's a sexual four in, in that right. mind. Or she might be a, but um, doing this mistyping is, is a valuable one. So I wanted to just play this out. So you mm-hmm. want to talk about Miss White as a four? Yeah, I think she is someone who, uh, who views herself in relation to other people. I think she is uh, very interested in sort of um, like she shows up in a funeral dress essentially, and she. I mean, everyone in this in this show is sort of looking to make a statement with how they dress, but but there's there's something about her that she's not trying to sell her body the way that Miss Scarlet is, or even Yvette is, um, and but she is still trying to make a statement with with how she's dressed and she's like she she's the dark artist the tortured artist in the corner kind of persona like she she's she's quiet she's a lot of what she has to say is sort of sort of um morose in a way and and she she just it, to me she seems to be presenting herself in such a way that that she wants people to notice her, but also she's she's trying to sort of showcase a level of emotional depth that that is trying to draw people in. And and when we experience her emotion, like when we experience her change of emotions, it's always something sort of big. Right. She seems to be the most sort of expressive in in different way, like. <laughs> The hating Yvette speech is so intense, and it's like like she she is trying to express this hatred so thoroughly that she like loses the ability to form sentences, and that that feels like a like giving herself over to this emotion in a way that that I don't think other types really do, and that's part of where Fords live. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, quick commonalities on these, I suppose, before I start. The four and eight are going to share a triad. It's the emotional response triad. So they want other people to feel emotionally the way they do mm-hmm. about the problems at hand. Eights want to know if you're on their side, if yeah. they can intuitively feel that you're angry in the way they're angry or that they that you see the same common enemies, um, same common problems. When solving problems, eights want to push for contact and see where you land. Fours push for contact also, but it's do you do you feel the same depthy feelings I'm feeling? And that's how they know whether or not you know you're you're. It's not as much are you on the team, but have you followed where I'm leading you? Yeah, sure. Yeah, for me. The self-protective side is really important here. If she were a self-protective eight, the the characteristics that come out for me end up being something like she is tough, she is pragmatic, she strikes me as ruthless with her disposable husbands. Mm -hmm. 
there is a feeling repression on that side. And even an, uh, it's because she's self-protective, the aggressiveness of the eight would materialize as a, he, I know my vulnerabilities and I will, do, I, will, I will cut you down if you encroach. Sure. She, she, on this front, she's a take action sort of person. She's 100% don't fuck with me kind of energy going on. Mm-hmm. That can be true of fours as well. But as you kind of mentioned the about trying to draw others in, eventually the four does want attention. The eight, the self-protective eight doesn't necessarily. And that might be one of the places worth earmarking for this kind of mistype is does the person actually want others' attention for them to see them the glories that are actually underneath what appear to be a spiky exterior. Sure. And for the four, the motive would be something like, are you willing to get past, are you willing to get beyond the spiky exterior to see the true wonders that I have here within? Mm -hmm. Whereas the eight is just spiky exterior, don't mess with me. Of all things, her first scene, I think, goes much more towards four. She's come in, as you kind of said, her... The way she dresses actually says a lot about her motive. Because when she takes off her coat, it would express that foresight. It's like, I've been holding this shiny, you know, underneath her dark black coat is this very rich, bright, white, uh, like it's like silk. It's a, or a. Yeah. Yeah. The inside lining of her coat is like a silk. Yeah. And it's, it just it pops all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. And. That's that struck me as a oh there's something more might be something more here so right. um, yeah any other thoughts those were my quick thoughts on her I would also say like the, the, the specifically thinking about the husbands the I feel like a self protective eight wouldn't keep getting married because because the the murder the the potential and entirely unconfirmed murder of a few ex husbands. If if she is an eight, there have to be a level of betrayal there, and at some point she would stop getting married. You know, I suppose. Let me make the argument. This is a fantastic image of lust and vengeance coming together. But why would she keep getting married? Because you know? she has a voracious appetite. But just have the sex. She has a voracious appetite for taking somebody in and dominating them. Which I think you can do without. Being married. I mean, you could, but right. she has her methods. <laughs> <laughs> if, if it were the case that she's a black widow kind of personality, mm-hmm. this is the place that she's exercised. Okay, I'm talking myself into this. This is the place <laughs> that she is invigorated. It's, it, this is the sin. This is where she scratches that itch. I mean, that's all. That's... That I think that justification would require some that it, it it's conjecture at this point because we we don't actually know anything about her ex husbands except they all died under mysterious circumstances. One wasn't a very good illusionist, right? <laughs> the, the eight. Okay, so this is the this was my hang up actually. The one place the eight really comes in is with what you brought up already it's the betrayal and her anger on one front she has disposed of all of these husbands 
Mm-hmm. On another front, one husband has an affair, and this is unacceptable. It, that and the fires come out. Sure. And we've talked about fours and anger and how that materializes. I have a hard time getting to that scene of anger through the four path. It's so easy to get there with eight. So the thing that I think is important here is uh, the distinction between hate and anger. Mm-hmm. She, like the 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 intensity of her hatred for Yvette that that causes her to not be able to speak is is so severe. But it's not like it's it's not breaking things in anger. It's not rage that's coming out at that moment. It's hatred. And and so like like I think you you have to know that those two yeah. feelings are different to be able to see this. And and I think that there are a lot of us who do not understand that distinction, but I know that fours do. Like this is this is one of the things that like I wish Daniel was sitting here talking to us on on this because he right. would be like, oh yeah, no, that like there's a really big difference between hating something enough to kill it and being angry enough to to commit murder. Like that those those two things express themselves very differently. I, I'm, I have a strong intuition that her anger is arising because she's not in control of this situation as opposed to anything having to do with her ideals being thwarted. I don't think it's envious anger. It's you broke the thing. This is my space is what I see in her mm. anger there. Oh, I see. I see envy all over that. And the contrast of this small, uh, very intense, emotionally intense and sort of closed off person which I I think is intentional to try and draw people in, but like that her versus this young buxom, essentially prostitute. There is a line to, I suppose this would be like, how do you, how do you see those scenes? Is it envy or is it vengeance? Mm -hmm. There's a, there's a point at which like uh, Yvette is crying. They all run in and white says, why were you screaming in here all by yourself? Like, this is an opportunity I should have jumped on. And the the radar for power in that situation, I suppose, hmm. comes forth in, in, the, in how I'm imagining her inner life. Sure. I don't read that at all in that space, in that scene. All right, we'll go to the book. To the book. <laughs> all right, four and eight. Is she soft or tough? Oh, that's not that's not a good. <laughs> that that is. I'm just terrible. going. I'm just going with what the book says. This is why we need to rewrite this list. <laughs> is she melancholic or pragmatic? Melancholic. I think she is both of these things in not small degrees. I think she's highly pragmatic, but obviously she comes in looking all brooding and. Yeah. Whatever Wadsworth says about her. And the doorbell rang, and it was Mrs. White looking pale and tragic. And I took a coat and put it up. Vulnerable or strong? See, even that, that. <laughs> no. That's a terrible distinction. I think it's worth saying that her desire to not be vulnerable is 
I, is is I think is a is very rich in that character. Hmm. Anyway, indulges in fantasy, takes action. <laughs> I mean, she only strangles a person and kills five husbands. <laughs> we don't know that she killed those, but also there's a a lot of. <laughs> Dear listener, you gotta know that how much more I appear to be the competitive one, and it's all a show. <laughs> <laughs> TJ no, is that, the competitive no, I, one. <laughs> I, I think this is a terrible list for this conversation. Case in point, see. <laughs> uh, self-loathing I'm, or self-confident. That's an interesting one. <laughs> I'm loving this book. Come on. <laughs> but e- even that, it's not... No, that's, that's still not a good question because not all four... Like, fours are not openly, like... Like self-loathing in that way, are they? A lot of fours are hiding their self-loathing. As a generalization, you don't think it, that question works as a generalization for fours and eights? Mm, no, right. especially not this particular mistyping. Expresses emotions, represses emotions. <laughs> there again, she does both. <laughs> Impractical or practical? I mean, that's a good one right there. But I don't know that we see enough to appropriately answer it. Stay it a different way. She is, I don't know that she's action repressed. I, I think there's a strong argument to say that she's feeling repressed and that a lot of her feelings actually come out as anger. It's not that kaleidoscopic feeling uh, expression that a lot of fours can have in terms of really putting detailed, wonderful, poetic language to their inner life. She hits a tipping point and can't even express rage sure but it's not rage it's hatred i mean for both (laughs) (laughs) i was assuming my conclusion tj was entirely right to point that out that's a logical fallacy which (laughs) man twitter does everybody be assuming their conclusion that's that is how twitter twitter works anyway twitter severely broken refined or rather coarse refined for sure i will point you toward the opening scene with the soup. Um, <laughs> that, Would that, remind me. Oh, with the slurping of the soup. Yeah, with the slurping. <laughs> that's that's not a nope. That's not a thing because there's like there's actually really good reason to believe that uh, slurping the soup is actually a, a good the appropriate way to eat soup. Miss so. Manners is very down on slurping of the soup as a refined uh, dinner time. <laughs> so expression some people know better <laughs> makes her rather coarse no it doesn't rather coarse not coarse but no, rather coarse that's not a thing <sighs> tj i think I, I think the i think the book was decisive on that one no it was not the book was terribly <laughs> misleading on that one just going with the book <laughs> <laughs> my crossed out eight will be recircled <laughs> no no, I'm not giving up. We I'll can... concede the seven. That's fine, but <laughs> I'm not giving up on her as a four. Dear listener, you can contact us on Instagram and, and tell us what you think. <laughs> Love that. Okay, well, by the way, I'm going to lose all the rest of these. Uh, Scarlet and Plum show up. We're going to skip green. We're going to hold green off till the end because of how 
um, all the characters that really get revealed at the end, we're going to hold till the end. So uh, jump to Scarlet. You had Scarlet as an eight. I had Scarlet as a three. Both of us said we thought this was the easiest character to type. (laughs) Right. Uh, What you see with Scarlet as a eight. No, wait. Unless you got Scarlet as a three, I'll go with you. Nope. I just looked at the wrong list. I have my list in two different places. I got so many papers. I don't know if y'all can hear me shuffling. (laughs) (laughs) Papers, papers, papers. So Miss Scarlet as an eight. She seems to me to be one of the people that is completely willing to take charge. Mm -hmm. Uh, She is in charge of her own life, in charge of her own destiny. And uh, she knows what she has and how to use it. And the the perceived vulnerabilities of her being a woman she uses to her advantage um and and so much so that she's actually like employing other people in her line of work and and to that end like she is not just using her body for money she is using her body to take control of other people her business is not prostitution. Her business is secrets. And and she uses that work to essentially do the same thing that Mr. Body is doing. Or that Wadsworth or... Right. Yeah. The, the person who is blackmailing this room of people, she's essentially doing the same thing. She is taking advantage of someone else's um, predilections and using that to have total control of her life. That's my biggest thing. Total control. This will be, uh, I suppose I'm going to do this every single time. Commonalities between threes and eights are going to come out here. Uh, Both are aggressive personality types, assertive personality types. They both are feeling repressed. That is, they have a difficult time both uh, caring about the feelings of other people and engaging their own emotional Mm -hmm. core. So this will be true for us. Uh, <clears throat> we think this is true of this character. Future problem solvers. A lot of what uh, you were saying, I think, can go both ways. The the take chargedness. Mm-hmm. Threes can clearly do this. The use of woman womanliness to her advantage clearly could be both. Sure. Um, in our last podcast, you unfortunately stumbled and said that she's putting her bosoms out there to get attention. Just want to bring spe- you know, just want to earmark that as a footnote. <laughs> because I said the word attention. I mean, sometimes it's a, the truth comes out. The, <laughs> the thing the thing that hits me, actually, I, I think I have an intuition that she's a three for these reasons. It's just, it's, it's less about what she communicates and much more about her way of being in the world. In nearly every scene, and this may be the actress as opposed to the personality type of the character, mm-hmm. in every scene, she is doing something interesting to draw your attention in in, a, in an out there kind of way. Um, she just is, is routinely putting on her biggest smile. We've spoken extensively about both she and Yvette mm-hmm. and the use of their bosoms um, in order to command or to get what they want, but it's done in two different ways. Mm-hmm. The big thing for me ends up being also like, I like the idea that her business is secrets. If this was something that you said in the podcast is 
focusing on the sins and fixations of these characters can be helpful. Mm-hmm. The deceptive side of secrets is is there, you know, mm-hmm. as opposed to the lustful side. I think it might be easy to think that prostitutes are about lust, and I think it's actually the opposite. Um, par- the I think sex workers are actually taking advantage of other people's voracious appetites on those fronts, but they themselves have motives that are different. And and that comes across here. The secrets and deception, secrets and, what would you say? Um, I think she wants, when she describes her job, it's something to the extent of that she provides services to men, company of a young lady, um, in the reframing of it to sound praiseworthy is really one of those places where I feel like her threeness comes in. I think Kelly was correct in our podcast that she's not boasting about her job mm-hmm. like a like a three might. Yeah. But she that's not where she's getting the attention she desires. I think she's a much more of a sexual three and that that one-on-one attention is what she actually craves. And that may be, I don't know if that's the subtype um, off the top of my head, but the um, her, when she's found out by Wadsworth at the end and accused of murder, she immediately reframes it as something to celebrate. This mm-hmm. True. Who are you? Perry Mason. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and and when when she's disarmed and she immediate this was the other big one for me. When when she 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 needs to get Wadsworth's affirmations after she's been disarmed and she's gonna get let off in handcuffs. She she says to Wadsworth Wadsworth, don't hate me for trying to shoot you. Frankly, Scarlett, I didn't give a damn. And there's like a relationship there that she actually cared about. Sure. She has that relational, emotional intelligence and desires connection in an aggressive way. I suppose that's how I see that character. What you think? Well, I think there's um, there's a lot to be said for how someone might use their body to uh, command attention. But if that is... Like that, that I think describes her work, but it does not describe her place in this group because she is continually showcasing disgust for the attention that she is receiving from the men in this room, particularly Mr. Plum. Disgust? Or Professor Plum. Yeah, she, she, she is not at all interested in receiving that attention from these guys. Oh, Oh, I think it I think she absolutely wants the attention in order to dismiss the attention. But why? Be- because that shows how attractive she is. It's I was listening to John Mulaney, uh his recent uh, uh comedy special which is fantastic, and he was talking mm-hmm. about going to rehab and how I think he's a 3 and this would be an sure. illustration if he were. He he's in rehab and he's ready to say, "I'm John." I'm an, uh, you know, I'm a drug addict yeah. and he's yeah. ready for everybody to just know, oh yeah, I know this person. Nobody mm-hmm. there knows who he is. And he says, it's sure. making me nuts. Yeah. <laughs> and, and the paper came saying that John Mulaney entered rehab. He took the paper, he put it out on a coffee table yeah, <laughs> so that people would see it. And nobody saw that John Mulaney was in, in re- 
rehab. Sure. And it's not that he wants the attention of the people there. He wants the attention in order to dismiss the attention that they might give him because he doesn't actually care about their opinions, but he does need people to care about giving the opinions in the first place. You know what I mean there? I think there's a level of like basic recognition that he's looking for, but but I don't I I can't imagine him dismissing that recognition once it happened. Can you imagine a 3 who absolutely despises his audience and yet goes and gets the acclaim of the audience because he's an addict? Yes, but I cannot imagine him being out like outright unpleasant as he's receiving the thing that he's trying to get. I mean, I can totally see threes doing this. <laughs> I suppose, I, I, especially given their feeling repression at times. Like, like I actually think she's a very healthy person, but see, but has such a high esteem for herself. Um, yeah, I just I I don't see it that way. I I think that she is dismissive of of these guys because this is not the like this isn't the attention that she wants because she has no nothing to to gain control of with these people. Right. I suppose I'm, I'll I think this is an interesting lens into threes and how what threes want and how they behave. Mhm. Because it's it's not just for me it's it's not just that they want attention it's that they want to be seen as successful they want they want to be seen as not a failure they want to they want to be seen as praiseworthy for the things that they're putting out there and and she she to me does not seem like she is relishing the praise. Like she seems to me more like she knows what her assets are and how to use right. them to get what she wants. Right. I would I would make the argument that in wanting attention, there's there's two different types of attention. There's the quantity side of attention. I want ten thousand likes for my post. And then there's mm-hmm. the quality side of attention. Back in the day when things were ordered well. I got the blue check marks to praise, you know, the thing I said. One's quality, one's quantity. I want the Academy to tell me that I was a good actor. Rotten Tomatoes is different, you know? But the three, I think the three wants both. Sure. And covets both. But part of the posturing is I need to tell everybody that I don't care about Rotten Tomatoes. And that's a higher that that is like a higher level of threeness, you know. I mean, so long as as people think it's bad to approve of Rotten Tomatoes, it, but I th- I think that's who she is, and that's who a lot of threes are, and that's how a lot of our culture is. Is it's do the right people read your book? Do the right people praise your movie? But there again, I think it that is only determined by the the audience that you're in front of. Like this is one of the things about deceit is that, is that threes are not just using deceit as a as a thing. Like like part of part of our whole conversation is is she using deceit as a weapon or is she using lust as a weapon? And and I don't think that like a big part of what threes engage in with deceit has to do with 
deceiving themselves into because they become whoever they need to be to be seen as the most successful in any particular audience. And so if if it's the case that the people in front of you do not think that Rotten Tomatoes is a worthy praise, then obviously I don't care about that. But if the people in front of you are all about Rotten Tomatoes, then yes, I want all of the Rotten Tomatoes. I think she totally would have played that latter card if she if she cared about this audience. I think she cares about some of the audience here. But she clearly, like, for example, she clearly thinks Mustard's a buffoon. Yeah. And has no interest in connecting with him. And so, too, Plum. Right. It's not how she is with Wadsworth, though. Because, But that's largely because Wadsworth isn't a buffoon. But that's my point. These other two are, clearly. Yeah. That would be my point, is that Wadsworth's connection or praise of her would be more valuable. But she wouldn't be dismissive of the other two in the way that she is. Like, she's openly dismissive of them. I mean, are you saying that threes can't be dismissive of anybody? I think that threes are not aware of when they are dismissive, and they're not openly, intentionally dismissive. I think they are accidentally dismissive a lot. I th- I've seen threes be ruthless <laughs> with people. I think, well, <laughs> your wife, I don't think, is a, a case study for this. <laughs> I, because in a public in setting, motive, I... Go ahead. Well, I, I, I can't imagine Kelly being openly dismissive in a public setting. If I can, I can imagine and have seen threes who have cut other people down publicly on purpose. In on purpose, in because they want to win the room, or they want to win a certain, you know, portion of the room that they value. If it means cutting you down, they'll do it fast. If it wins them the affection and attention of the people they desire, I would point out a handful of politicians on this front. Oh, that hmm. <laughs> that might be a better way of of engaging it is notice how political threes will in, will will jump into these spaces. They don't necessarily want to alienate people, but it can be the case that they showcase the ineptitude, the failures. Um, how embarrassing that person is. Those are the sorts but of phrases. But it's all from for three. show. It is. It's all for show. And and if their audience is not responding to it, they're gonna they're not gonna waste their time. True. And in this room, for her, like she is not performing her disgust. I mean, she. Uh, the, uh, you think she actually feels disgusted? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because I mean, she's I, not looking around to see if other people notice when she dismisses professor plum or like it's not performative i suppose to go to this the in in contrast to the eight it strikes me that on this front she is a status conscious opportunistic even career addicted sort of person and all of that describes eights as well i i think in in a three-ish way (laughs) i think in an eight-ish way um I don't see because I, status gain, gains you attention, but it also gains you control. The controlling, power obsessed expression would be eight centered, and I don't see it that way. I think that the oh, way I do. the career, the career conscious status, status conscious side 
in my mind goes comes across much more as a a quality of praiseworthiness in terms of what she's doing. I do think the best argument for eight, just to circle back, is secrets are about deception, but mm-hmm. here secrets are really about con- control at right. some measure. Right. The control. Does she get wealth from the control? What does she get from the control? Control. Is it the control? I mean, she does get wealth, but the thing that she, she really wants the to, thing yeah. that she's bragging about. Like Colonel Mustard says, I made all of my money off of war profiteering. She says, I deal in secrets. She's a capitalist. I suppose why is it that you want the money becomes important, yeah. And if it's I want it to be in control, I've that 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 does but this a this makes it hard on to to bring out what I think would not work for my position is she apparently then is choosing a job and way of being in the world in which she has to hide how amazingly successful she is. Yeah. And that sure doesn't sound like a three. <laughs> right. Right. All right. Let's go to the book. Go to the book. See, I like that conversation. That was... <laughs> um... <laughs> I like how you jumped immediately to <laughs> I have seen threes be ruthless, and you're just like, well, your wife. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Threes and eights. She interests in social status or material and sexual dominance. Material and sexual dominance. I think that's right. Um, Seeks validation, seeks power. I'd say power. I think that comes out in just that one line. I don't think they know my real business. My business is secrets, and a vet found them out for me. But also, I think in the way that she, like, she is not commanding the room by, like, whenever you notice her, she's not commanding the room by by doing something that will gain attention. She's commanding the room by taking charge of something. Mm. There you go. Prestige or control? Control. It's kind of doubling down on what we said. Scared of failure? stirred by failure uh that there's one that uh you're her line to wadsworth who are you perry mason i think she's really excited that someone figured her out Mm. i don't think it's a reframing i think she's like yeah uh, this is okay okay someone's on my level this is great are you i mean are you saying that that was the attention she was craving the whole time I don't think it was attention. I think it was like I. I think she is stirred by by the fa- stirred by failure is an interesting. I, I it may not be exactly right about pointing at this, but I think there's there's a level of like excitement at someone matching her. Right, gotcha. Adaptable, forceful, forceful. I feel like she. This is intuitive again. I feel like she adjusts. A forceful person would... I I see an eight in that opening scene. Her car breaks down. How is Mm -hmm. she going to get a ride? I don't see an eight seducing and bending over and trying to get a driver to stop. I see an eight taking charge, waving down a car and saying, "I I need a ride over here. Now imagine that that eight that you're thinking about is... Uh, an extremely attractive madam in the 50s. I, I, I mean, 
My the image, way that she yeah. gets what she wants is by using her body. This actually is a good example. My my image of a madam in the 50s actually would be a lot more... We, we've used this in the past with eights. The, the, that character would be much more bitchy, and Scarlet just isn't. Oh, she is all the time. She, she says some of the meanest <laughs> things in the show. Not, I suppose, not in the way that I would characterize that. How how much time have you spent with female eights in the fifties, though? I mean, being a kid born in nineteen seventy six, exactly. <laughs> Just have a different image. I have like an Im- yeah, it doesn't matter. Um, becomes devious, becomes intimidating. I could go either way on that one. That's definitely a point for threes in the in no, the laun- laundry list of she of losses. Very here. clearly tries to become intimidating <laughs> when, several times. When did she intimidate? Aside from uh, pulling when, out a gun, I suppose. But <laughs> She doesn't even know how to use that gun. It's yeah, like does. very clear that this is, this is not... And there's a point when someone is, is rambling while she's holding the gun and she goes, shut up! I guess that's true. Yeah. It doesn't come across as natural. It comes across as, I, I need to get on to the next thing. It's an efficient shut up. <laughs> As opposed to that's a, you're soaking stretching. like an eight you're, would, gr- you're grasping here. An eight would soak <laughs> in that moment of I have the gun and all the power, and she is just trying to get through this to the next thing. Compet- she's deeply frustrated by the buffoons in front of her. <laughs> well, that, that both threes and reacts and, in anger. Both threes and eights are are of that sort. Competitive or combative. There's another one. I feel like she's way more competitive. Well, and also I think competitive and combative are go hand in hand and are held very closely by both threes and eights. I, I suppose it would be, does she get more pleasure from the competition or more pleasure from the beating somebody down? We don't have enough to decide that, I think. I think that's... It would be my intuition that it would be the former. I think. Yeah, because it fits your argument. Of course it does, but <laughs> there's I, nothing to actually point to. <laughs> I think her banter with Wadsworth throughout is competitive, and she's not interested in beating him up to show that she's stronger. Or perhaps it's that she is, in a way, sort of testing him, pushing him. And uh, it feels it feels it feels flirty to me. Hmm. <laughs> concerned with image unconcerned with image see now these are getting back on on track oh no but that because the asset that she is that like the thing that she has is her image and i don't like in the way that threes sort of pivot and and adapt to become what they need to be she doesn't seem to be changing her persona, her the her presentation. So I don't. Oh, that's a good. I way still to put can't that. suggest that she is concerned with her image. To me, she is aware of the assets that she has and presents them in order to have control. I suppose it it again is the case. I, this it keeps coming back to this. I think that she has a radar for the top fifteen percent, and the bottom eighty five percent of humanity is trash. And she is pushing towards that refined, I want to be seen as successful and only cater to that upper echelon. 
And so the image that she, she's putting forth is to win that space. And she's a luxury, you know, focused person. But why would she then be so dismissive of the eyes of potential clients in that room? My answer would go both to both threes and eights, I, I think. But it would be, I, I, I think that she is incredibly secure where she's at. Yeah, I agree with that. When you're a three and incredibly secure, you can you can be choosy about whose attention you desire because you already know you have what you want. I feel like that's where she's kind of living. But sure. as opposed to eights, I mean, I can't think of any eights who are cons- uh, like. Can you name an eight who's like concerned with their image? Or that's a that's a bad yeah. One. Adam. That's true. That's a good example. Okay. <laughs> Bang. <laughs> Smooth or crude? Crude. I think I think she does have that gear. Yeah. I think she's overall smooth, but she has the gear. Mm. But and the, I suppose I uh, Kelly has that gear though. I mean, Kelly, yeah. Kelly can be as crass as anyone. Right. I know. So, yeah. uh, well mannered or defiant? Do you say well mannered or defiant? Yeah. D- I say defiant. Those aren't mutually exclusive. I think those are. <laughs> she's I both on that one. All right. I will defer on this one, mostly because uh, someone put their finger on the scale on this one. Uh, one, Kelly Cook said that she thought Scarlett was an eight and argued hard <laughs> against Scarlet. Threes can see other threes, man. Takes a thief to catch a thief. <laughs> Professor Plum. You had Plum as a, as a three. I had Plum as a seven. Uh, you want to make the case? I think Plum is, uh, to me, he is the most clearly trying to present an image that covers over the terrible person underneath, mm-hmm. um, and 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 sort of grasping at status, like he's he's a a professor of psychology. He was a a renowned psychologist and now he works for the UN and and like hit w- with the pipe and the like the the he the the slick back hair and like this one person seems to me the most sort of putting on airs about who he is in a way that's like trying to to present someone who is much more important than he actually is. There's a there's a vanity represented in him that I think is very very clear. Of all things, I don't I don't know that this is worth naming. It's a, you actually I had a quote from you in the podcast where you said he's not good at putting on airs and I was like, "Ha!" and I wrote it down. But I may have misheard that. Um, but you think no, he it's is entirely hard. possible. He's not good at it, but that is what he's trying to but do. But that's why he said, okay, there you go. And that's about motive. Yeah. What he's trying to do. Anything else? That's my big thing. Bing. The, I suppose, to um, again, to use your lens, I feel like the sin really actually helps here. He seems like a shameless pleasure seeker. Mm-hmm. The gluttonous side, I feel, is there. The... Um, it's not intensity of experience like an eight. It's gluttonous experience of like all these girls I can take advantage of is kind of where his appetite falls. I suppose I need to set this up that threes and sevens, again, are aggressive types. 
sort of aggressive. The seven is aggressive in um, fleeing from pain, making sure they feel safe. Threes are aggressive in terms of getting the attention they crave. Both of them can be reframers. Mm-hmm. Both of them are future problem solvers. Both of them are feeling repressed, uh, especially, uh, again, same thing. The, fe- the feelings of other people can be an obstacle, and getting in touch with their own feelings can be tricky. Yeah. Bing. Um, has that countenance for me of a... So the three seven scholar is a person that I... No, like there's a guy in my head who's who I consistently is, is a buddy of mine. He thinks he's a three. I think he's a seven. He's a scholar, and and this this personality type of thing is interesting. Sevens when they become scholars, it's natural for them because when they feel secure in the um, in the text in the thing that they're studying, they move into five space, and it's almost like mm-hmm. that's what they really want. They when they get to that spot where they can study something, go for depth, feel feel good about. Mm-hmm the focus and I, I suppose that's what I see with him it's it's a different for threes who really do well in scholarship it is about the acclaim it is about the robes it's about the dressings it's about the degrees on the wall yeah um, it's about the titles and I, I feel like it's my his his posture towards the discipline comes across more as the former that I get the sense that he has gotten into a wide-ranging topic, human psychology, but and wants to 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 engage it in those ways that would be meaningful and for humanity. But his appetites overwhelm that, and then he went down this dark path. Sure. And I suppose that's why I see what that character is a. Sure. I, I think the sinful side is what showcases his uh, character coming to its ultimate <laughs> fruition when he is paired with Miss Peacock, a married senator's wife who is probably 20 years older than he is. And I don't know that she's coming across as the most attractive person, but sure. but he's ready to get down. It's you and me, honey, bunch. <laughs> the, right. that, that would be the vora- uh, voraciousness of Seven at, at work in my mind. Anyway, yeah. What you think? Well, here's the thing. If he is a seven, then that just ruins my attempts to have one of every ten. <laughs> okay, that sounds like a concession. Yeah, they, uh, like it. Like <laughs> as soon as you said it, and I started actually thinking about it <laughs> during the last recording, it's like, oh man. <laughs> my my thing isn't gonna work. God. Well, my we don't even have to go to the book. Well, on must, I'm fine with mustard was all, also off the list, so he can take your seven space where mustard was. Yeah, but then I have to rearrange a bunch of stuff because mustard moves to six, and then I have to put something else. Just so. a just a bunch of work. All right, I just have to give up on it now. Just to just to quickly hit this for those who are doing the three seven debate, because I have this person in my mind, which I actually uh, this is not an uncommon, you know, pairing mistyping. Uh, especially, it feels to me like social social threes, social sevens can come across sure. as real similar. Yeah, threes focus. There's on... a charmingness that exists in both of them. Yeah, 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 yeah. Threes says the book focus on competition, sevens on enjoyment. 
threes on being admired, sevens on having fun. I think that that becomes the putting on airs side of things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One is about success. One is about freedom. It feels to me like Professor Plum even holds his job very loosely. I work at the United yeah. Nations, but it's yeah. he can he could bail that job at any point in time. Right. He's not necessarily And and realistically, that. if he was if he was a three, he probably would have, or if, if he, yeah, if he was a three, he probably would have shifted careers because he can't, like, losing his yes, license to right. practice means that he cannot succeed yep. in the field of psychology. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. That's a, that's a great call. Um, inflated self-worth for threes, inflated plans and desires for sevens. I don't know what, how that would work for him. I, th- I I think that one's a little bit of both, but yeah. also that I, I again, this is not a good uh, dichotomy for our list here. Yeah, um, moderate for threes, gluttonous for sevens. Certainly gluttonous. Well mannered for threes, rather ill mannered for sevens. I think that's kind of the thing that hits me most. What do you mean? It's a, uh, the ill manneredness comes across both in the slurping of the soup and in the handsiness of his interactions with some of the females yeah Yeah. and i'm i'm here to have fun i'm like uh it's a new experience i'm gonna go dinner with some folks i don't even know where it is hey i got this letter um walk in what is here to be enjoyed Mm -hmm. yeah um bang yeah uh i also want to point out that i shifted on this like like i had the shift but I didn't like I was still holding my argument so that we could have this debate. And then like I, I started to argue something about him being a three having to do with the 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 way that he sort of reframes uh, incorrectly diagnosing Mr. Body is dead. Sure. And like while I was saying it out loud, I realized <laughs> that I was making the wrong argument. Because like it was like I was playing chess with myself, and I forgot which side I was playing for a second. And I was like, "Oh, okay, maybe they won't catch this. Maybe they won't catch this. Hey, they didn't. Okay, Whew. I'm safe." But but really, uh, a three reframing the mistake there mm-hmm. would have reframed it, whereas the seven says, "Well, I don't know. Don't look at me." And yeah. also, we're moving like, on later to when thing. he says. Well, who did I kill? Yeah. And he just goes, ah, oh, shucks. Like, that's a very seven response. <laughs> right. The seven would have, uh, a three would have, like, changed it to make it seem like, well, that's what I was going for. Right, right. Yeah. That's a good one. All right, lastly, uh, well, not lastly, because we got green, too, but Peacock is the last to arrive. I My argument for Peacock is 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 fairly simple. So it, it, you, you had typed Peacock as a two. I typed Peacock mm-hmm. as a one. Um, what do you see here? I think the senator's wife really wants everyone to know that she is important by nature of her relationships. She is a consummate hostess. Well, somebody needs to get the ball rolling and I'll do it. And then she just talks for several minutes, which like that is also that is a like the the thinking repression kind of thing that is ones twos and sixes that works but but i think that she is doing it because she she feels like the like the host part of her is like 
I I will be the one to take this role because I already know how to do it and and establishing connection and like there's so much about how she's operating that has to do with making sure people know that she's important right by by virtue of her important husband ones and twos uh are going to be on the arrow so we'll have the same sort of uh dynamic as the mustard debate of six seven ones and twos on the wing you mean yeah sorry on the wing let me just restate that okay ones and twos are again on the wing uh so same debate as we had with mustard Six, seven, this one's Peacock on either a one or a two. Ones and twos, as TJ mentioned, are part of the reactive triad. So they're thinking repressed, and they get what they want through earning it. So we'll see that dynamic at play here. Mm-hmm. Where one's taken the world intuitively, um, twos are going to take in the world through their emotional center. But both of them have a secondary center right there because they're on that line twos will feel what they ought to do and ones are going to intuit what they feel and so it's those are close um big thing for me is just how aware she is at being judged and this is all over and again kind of her her radar and sense of how she's feeling often has to do with others perception of her and when she's feeling judged she names it immediately and at one point she's like smoking a cigarette and it's clear that she's feeling guilty and she says oh please i've never heard anything so ridiculous i mean nobody could blackmail me my life is an open book i've never done anything wrong (laughs) and and the the rightness and wrongness at hand in terms of her self-perception and her uncomfort in the situation felt to me worth naming mm-hmm. the other thing is just her it's and it was what what you mentioned before and this would work for both ones and twos there is a verbal spinning that takes place there at the beginning of the meal because she jumps in and this this is a very reactive way of being in the world everything's quiet and she feels like it's hers to do to get the right. ball moving and right. she's not able to do it in a very coherent way um I feel like the self-condemnation that comes out in that conversation is interesting because she starts kind of uh, making excuses for why she's doing what she's doing presently. It was something to the effect of, uh, you know, I'm used to doing this sort of thing. And I really, you know, it's I, I find myself doing this all the time where I'm going to tell you why I'm doing the thing we're going to do. But I have to, you know, it takes me a paragraph to set up. Here's my motivation. I want everybody to realize that this is why I'm going to start the conversation because mm-hmm. I don't want to be judged. So I'm going to put out, here's the logic behind me entering the conversation. <laughs> right. And that, that's something I see in her. Yeah. Uh, anything else? Uh, so thinking about her feeling judged, I don't see her doing the thing that I expect from ones, which is uh, A, retreating in the face of judgment, and Ooh. B, uh, justifying. Like like the, the, the sense of judgment that, that ones feel when that, when that 
sort of like happens and comes out, there's there's usually a like, let me explain to you what was actually happening to to justify the thing that you think was wrong, but I actually think was right. Um, whereas to to me, it's it seems like she like when she as she feels judged, the defensiveness is about like not wanting other people to think badly of her. Mm-hmm. It's not about being right or wrong. It's 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 about appearance. It's about her status. It's it's whether or not you think I'm I'm a, a, a worthwhile. Yeah. Like it's about her value, not her right or wrongness. I suppose a couple of things that I'm, I'm, I'm my my head is spinning for for something to hit here. I don't. Does she offer? Does she connect by wanting to help other people in in the movie? Not with her husband, but like her posture in the movie. She doesn't feel like she's an optimistic person in terms of her problem solving, either. I don't know that two is necessarily well. I'm gonna make myself eat my words in if I say that. So. It, to me, I think that sh- this situation is sort of beneath her. Yeah. Like, it, it's it's pride that is getting in the way of her actually needing to be helpful. And, and the only time that we actually see that sort of, like, help come through is at the table, at the dinner scene. Yeah. Yeah. That would- and the rest of the time, it's almost like she's along for the ride. I think this this goes this would go back to kind of my comment earlier about we struggle with the sins of our wings, but I think again I feel like there's a great movie for that, like showing bad people in here's kind of where they're struggling. Sure, I would yeah. need to make the case that she's very angry and specifically right. angry at herself, and how does that come out? Yeah, I with a lot of ones. I feel like it comes out in the way that it comes out in the movie where it's, it's the, it's the understanding that you're not doing things well in the moment. And then your vocabulary starts spinning mm-hmm. and mixed into that is excuses and defensiveness True. to go down that path. Uh, like, is she solving problems optimistically like two sevens and nines would, or is she trying to solve problems, you know, with her head, like a one, three, five. I don't necessarily know that we see her trying to solve problems. Yeah. I do. I suppose the last thing I would say about her before jumping to the book, I don't really have much more, to be honest, is that anytime somebody's sins need to be judged, it comes through her. So especially with Mr. Green, who confesses that he's a queer man, her disgust rises up and mm-hmm. feels more one-ish, as it were. I suppose twos, I'm sure, can be judgmental, mm-hmm. but that's why I got there. Yeah. Yeah, and I I still see pride at the forefront there. Mm. Oh, there you go. Yeah, the judgment comes out of pride. That's good. Yeah. All right, well, going to the book. Ones, is she impersonal like a one or personable like a two? I think personable. Is she autonomous like a one or merging like a two? Merging. Who does she merge with? And she's, she's essentially, like, to me, it seems like she is trying to not not necessarily ingratiate herself, but but sort of go along with the crowd. There you go. In a lot of ways. Here's a tough one. Is she a critical like a one, or does she compliment like a two? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I think 
I don't see her giving off compliments and the need for compliments. I don't see her pulling others to give her praise. But I think that's, I think we see that more toward the beginning. And then as the night unravels, she's not doing either of those things necessarily. Okay. Yeah. I suppose what came to my mind is she does kind of want the the group to do the right thing. Like this is how we ought to solve this problem and gets emotional when it's not happening. She's way more emotional than and, and like in the problem solving side of things. It's, uh, I'm actually drifting towards um, she, she gets very vibrant. Yeah. Anyway, uh, emotionally restrained, but case in point, emotionally restrained or emotionally expressive. There's your two. Yeah, there. Expressive. Okay. So yeah. focused on principle, focused on people. To me, it seems people like she is yeah. really, really dismissive about the the evil that she is actually perpetrating. I think that's right. That's uh, that's surprising to me, but I think that is right. Logical or loving? She is not logical at all. She has no idea what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> reserved. <laughs> reserved or warm? That one I would say reserved, but I think that's a, a function of her status, her pride. I mean, not all ones are reserved. That's a strange word right. for ones. Just to, right. But so she doesn't strike me as very warm either. Her colors that she selected are warm. She's dressed mm-hmm. warmly. Right. Does she want to be? And I think at like at, at the dinner scene, mm-hmm. she is she is very warm. Oh, there you go. And as the night unravels, yeah, it becomes less so. This becomes the the last question here: is does she want to be right or does she want to be loved? Yeah, I I can't see her sort of demanding that people say that she's right it's what just nicks the opposite on this i think i I think she does want to be cared for in that moment this is how i connect i notice this especially with strangers that i will look for ways to engage them connect with them put myself out there i do i I don't necessarily want to be right in those situations Mm -hmm. i just want to connect with other people yeah. And I do it in a certain way. Um, but if you do something that you perceive as incorrect or wrong or whatever, then then you do try to sort of like justify it. Correct. Yeah. Especially in those engagements. Mm-hmm. And you would say she is not that way? I don't think so. Boom. All right. I'll, I'll, I will give you that one. Um, I think that's an interesting one. That's... That wasn't what I expected. I thought she was also, yeah. I suppose I liked my list, so <laughs> I don't need to justify it. <laughs> all right, well, we get to the last four. And these are all folks whose true motives don't really come out until their very last scene. Right. And um, I'm going to highlight Mr. Body just because he's interesting. So there's two Mr. Bodies, clearly. There's the person we think is Mr. Body who gets murdered up front and then there's Wadsworth, who is rightly seen as Mr. Body, given the yeah. third uh, ending. Talk about the f- first one, the gentleman in black. The only reason that I think he's worth highlighting was something that uh, TJ pointed out, which I never realized. He comes across as an a- aggressive guy who you think would be a villain, but 
given the last ending, we realize he was the butler the whole time. Mm-hmm. And so he actually has been putting on a show. Like, you need to come in right. and pretend like you're the blackmailer. And so right. we know nothing about his actual personality and motive. He's arrived with some murder weapons. Right. Even his handsy, overly handsy connection with Yvette goes down that path. Of mm-hmm. This might not be coming out of the heart of an ape. I think he's the sort of person you look at and you're like, well, that's how eightness expresses itself. Right. Wants to be in control, has that crass posture. Right. But we, and it's entirely possible that he and Yvette are actually in a relationship. Right. Yep. And or at least have enough of a history that, like, she, if they were alone, yep. she wouldn't mind him grabbing her butt. Right. Yeah. But he's trying to make it look as though he's the bad right. guy. Right. So that's Mr. Body. This also helps with Yvette. This was something that got pointed out. I'd never thought about it before. Um, TJ pointed it out in the podcast is... When he dies, Yvette suddenly realizes she's in real danger. Mm-hmm. That wasn't supposed to happen. Right. And so when she's crying and all the people swarm and come in, it's not just that somebody dies. It's that somebody dies who she was, in, who she knew, and uh, they were part of the same team. You know, they were there for the same purposes. Right. right. But. Since she has been part of collecting blackmail information from these people, these people, one of them, might be a real threat to her. Right. And so some of her motive might come out there. So let's start with Yvette then, and we'll get to Green here in a second. Um, You had thrown out that you didn't think there was enough, given this, that you could even type Yvette. Correct. So... I, this will be a different kind of conversation, but I, I think there's enough there to to at least make a pitch that's interesting. And so this will be a different kind of typing conversation. Sure. Um, a couple things that strike me about this character. feels like she is secure doing her job. Uh, feels like she is a loyal, dependable personality as we see her. Um, she seems to be vigilant in a, in a way that like she has her duties and... Um, is there to do that thing. Mm-hmm. Careful. More than anything, I think that the fear motivation comes out in her reaction to Mr. Body's death mm-hmm. or to the butler's death. And her anxiety colors a lot of things. I made the point in the in our conversation that I think she's reckless with the gun, especially yeah. in shooting a door behind which are two human beings. Right. And there's one line where she seeks to avoid inappropriate behavior, which would be characterized as a six. And I think she's a six where she says, I'm a lady. And and Scarlet kind of, you know, pokes into that. And clearly that might be part of the presentation. Mm-hmm. But I think that goes alongside a lot of just how she is in the world of there is something about the rule following uh measured way of presentation that would just come out of her even if she was putting on a mask um sure and that's what i got yeah uh the rule following i think you can also sort of fold in a a um following out of fear Mm -hmm. yeah to that because uh so like if she's if she's playing this role and then she all of a sudden realizes that she might die 
then wouldn't she just be like, okay, this is all nonsense. This is who this person actually is. We need to get the fuck out of here. Right. You know? Like she would drop the accent and be like, I'm in danger oh, and I go. don't want to die. Yep. But if she's maintaining the role out of a sense of duty, or even more so if she herself is being blackmailed. Right. Like if there's something that Mr. Body has on her that like she's required to be here or else these other things will come out, then she'll maintain the 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 character, but her actual feelings will also come out. Right. <laughs> and and that that fits with even uh, her interactions with like like when she says she's a lady, it's already kind of established that she, like like we know as an audience we now know that she kind of worked for Miss Scarlet, so any kind of tension between them is is a show, right? And and she is playing her role appropriately, mm-hmm. and and I think that. That you you can't say that she was scared when she when the fake Mister Body got murdered, and also she's dutiful, without saying that like part of the reason that she's doing this is because she's terrified. Right, and I suppose in her murder scene, the the, the scene in which she's murdered, she's clearly following some sort of commands. Right, and reporting right. back. All of that, I think, the and we've talked in our villain series when we cover sixes, um, that posture of being the second in command who's, uh, who's mm-hmm. dutifully doing what the the main bad guy, you know, commands, that's, that's a common typing for the six. Right, right. Bang. Well. So, yeah, I'm fine with six, but also the fact that we literally have no idea who she is except that she is probably a prostitute who probably worked for Miss Scarlet right. and definitely worked for Mr. Body. That's that's it. That's the only things that we know for sure. Mm. Yep. And, well, no, I think, I mean, I, I, I love, though, that you're making the deductions, mm-hmm. which is what they would be, that she's, she's doing these things from a place of fear. You know, yeah. if she sticks around, what's the motive? That's, right. that's a great deductive play. And by the way, that's all Clue is. It's just all deduction. Yep. I'm really good at Clue, (laughs) y'all. We're going to have to have a Clue throwdown. Break out my Master Detective board game. It's amazing. Have you ever played Master Detective? I'm kind of surprised that you and I have never played that game. I'm surprised. I guess you and I have never. (laughs) I don't know that we've ever played a game together. It is. I've played with your wife and kids, but... I bet you me you and I would have a monster mm, game. Mr. Green is where we'll jump next. I have green as a five. You have green as a six. Again, typing uh, on yep. the wings. On the wing. What you what strikes you about Mr. Green then? Uh, I think that my my argument for him as a six requires uh, an acknowledgement that he is allowing himself to come through in the character that he's playing. Right. I think that's a big part of it. Yeah. Yeah. With Yvette, she is sticking to her role. And the only thing about her that actually comes out is the fear. But with, uh, with green, 
his sort of anxiety and and like nervousness and inability to process and like like his sort of bumbliness has a lot to do with him like trying to figure out what's going on and and where he's supposed to be and i think that if he is a six we we have to concede that that he's letting his person through in that way right because he's also playing a character i like that five as, as was said fives and sixes are part of the head triad so they're both going to struggle with future fear mm-hmm. fives are withdrawn sixes are reactive i think this this does become the big thing is he playing compliant is he playing reactive or is he actually reactive and compliant Right. So my take is a uh, arguing for five. I'd have to say something like he's actually observational, but mm-hmm. is putting forth that compliant face, which is what we see from the outset when yeah. uh, Wadsworth comes out and yells "sit" to the dogs, and he sits. Yeah. But the dogs, uh, but he says, "No, not you, sir." <laughs> yeah. And one thing about Green, which I only realized today is he's been armed the whole time the whole time and the whole time right? he's had a gun on him yeah yeah so as he, he's going up the stairs with Yvette that that's a good example of he's playing the scared guy when mm-hmm. he has no real reason to be right um my argument for five might go towards just the overall story since it's all an act what is the best possible alias you could have? entering into that space and he picks one that creates a ton of distance um and isolates him he says that i'm a gay Mm -hmm. man and there's something about a five selecting that would be what what alias could i choose to really push people kind of away from me so that i get more space and that's an excellent one to choose you know so your argument for him as a five, like that is a really good point, but someone in that room knows that the person named Mr. Green or aliased Mr. Green is a homosexual. Yeah. Uh, that Mr. So, Body does? So, that Wadsworth knows that? Yeah. Yeah. So we can't, like we can't take him as a plant who chooses the thing that he's being blackmailed for is it not the case that he has crafted that in order to be blackmailed before because he's a plant mm-hmm. he's had to figure out how do i get blackmailed by this person sure i guess uh, th- there's there's a lack of backstory here that that could cuz i i find it easier to imagine that the actual mr green was either in cahoots or like something happened and the actual Mr. Green is <clears throat> somewhere else. And Oh, I see. This okay. FBI agent went in in his place. That's interesting. That's, <laughs> let me think about that for a second. Yeah. It could be the case that there's a guy, his name is Mr. Green, he's being blackmailed, he goes to the FBI. Hey, this is my FBI mm-hmm. guy and I just got this letter. Put Special Agent Ross on it. Ross right. shows up. I'm a homosexual. Right. And then things play out. That could be how it happened, <laughs> to quote, <laughs> to quote Clint. 
Okay. I had a totally different backstory in my head. That's a good one. Um, the analytic side, distance side, I think is is what's most strong for me because so much of his dialogue is questions. Mm-hmm. And it's not questions in a six spinning out kind of questions. Like mm-hmm. it's not the what could go wrong. It's more they feel like they're analysis oriented questions. Sure. Yeah. In my argument for six, I also would want to point out that he can, is continually screaming, well, I didn't do it. Is it. He doesn't want to get in trouble. Is it not the case? So this would be part of the act for me. So if, you, if you're playing a six, if you're stressed out, what do you do? You get assertive like a three. That's a, sure. that's a long move. The five acting like a six who goes to a, their stress <laughs> number. <laughs> but it's all an act. I, I think that's, I, that's this feels like a very TJ-oriented argument, but <laughs> sorry. It's all an act. That's, that's, <laughs> and, and yeah, that's... That's that's where we come down, yeah. I think, on this is that that the fact that we don't know his backstory, yeah, means that the only thing that we can do is type a character. The character that he's playing, I think, is much more sixish. Yes, yeah, yeah. So right, we 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 can, and that's uh, unfortunately also going to be the problem that we have with Wadsworth here in a second. Right. So um, maybe we could put a pin in that one then and type Wadsworth and then. If we can't get Wadsworth either for the same reasons, it might just be worth saying they may have done their job at putting forth these personas so effectively mm-hmm. that there's not enough clues there. Right. All right. Uh, well, let's do. Let's jump to Wadsworth then. It's, it, what's interesting? We have like the most information from this person, and yet the problem is going to be I don't know that we have enough information. Right. So. I think we have more about him than we do about uh, Mr. Green, mm-hmm. but it's still we we don't know the backstory. Right. If if Mr. Body is playing this character of the butler almost the entire night, then we don't know who Mr. Body actually is. You had said you had typed him as potentially a five or a nine, mm-hmm. and I also had a potentially. A one or a three was where I landed. Sure. Um, so both both of your typings are withdrawn. Uh, you want to talk about fives and nines as possibilities here? Yeah, I think that one of the big things for me is that um, at the end of the day, he gets other people to do all his dirty work. That's that's one of my big things for nine uh, because he is like taking control to enrich himself, but he's not doing the hard work of it he's he's letting he has other people who are collecting the information he gets these guests to kill all of his accomplices and and uh he like what like seven people die in this evening and he only killed one of them and um yeah there's there's a sense of like he he just wants things to go easy for himself and so he concocts this plan to to have everyone else do his dirty work so that he could go live on a beach somewhere mm-hmm. and maintain the status quo. His plan involves them continuing to pay him. Now, having disposed of all the evidence of everything before, now they're beholden to the fact that they've all killed someone and, and we're going to keep... We got rid of that old thing. And now we're going to keep going where we exactly where we were before. 
And I don't know that I have much of an argument for five. There's there's a secretiveness and a sort of like puzzle master, yeah, kind of thing. But I like that. As I don't a, have much for that. If just to build on the nine side, the villainous nine is if they feel secure, gonna go into three space. So we've talked about mm-hmm. again in our villain series, which you can find on the movie type and podcast. The TJ and I argue that your villainous side is when you're secure in your type and you go low. And so some of the aggression might get picked up by a villainous nine in three space. Uh, Clearly the ending ends up being an unveiling and look at how I've done this. Yeah. Pay attention to me style ending. Yeah. And, and the unveiling of it is, is strategic. Like they're, I've I've never you know blackmailed a bunch of people and then brought them all together to to tell them my secret plan, but I I could easily imagine like like I like to unveil things in a sort of showy kind of way, mm-hmm. and I want to lead people to the answer. I don't necessarily want to just come out and say it was me the whole time, you know. Like I I want it to be a revelation, right? In part because I like the I like the puzzle. I I like learning things in that way especially big things right so so i like that that makes a lot of sense to me as a nine the unfortunate thing for for us here is that if i type him as a three which is i think that's my best guess for the third ending is that he's actually a three posturing as a one if i was going to try and deceive somebody into thinking i was a butler it would look very one-ish I think his whole mm-hmm. character is one-ish up until the last sure. scene. So on the three side, that unveiling. So let me talk about threes and nines then. I, I think this is a good mistyping for this character. Um, yeah. Threes and nines are both attachers. They create space. They, uh, nines want to create spaces for others that are calm. And threes want to create spaces for others that are successful. Um, there is a present focusedness about relationships for these types because they're, they attach and that, I don't, that feels like that, that colors some of this. The motive is, will end up being what TJ was saying in terms of the sinister motive, especially for a blackmailer can't be relational. These aren't people he's attaching to. These, Mm -hmm. these are targets. Uh, These are the marks. These are marks. Yeah. And so it's, uh, attachment would be elsewhere. And so c- correct that the nine would see them as means by which I can go enjoy my creature comforts elsewhere. Yeah. Mm-hmm. On the, on the yeah. beach side for the three, it's, uh, these are, I'm going to extract as much wealth as I can from you so that I can feel and appear successful. Mm-hmm. For, and th- it may be worth noting that, the appearance of success for threes is important, but I, I've had countless conversations about with Kelly about this. Like her claim about threeness is no, I want to be successful. Right. It is you do want to appear successful to others, but you also want to appear successful to yourself. And yeah. that also matters for the three. So yeah. in terms of appearances, you gotta go both ways. He clearly is proud of himself there at the end. When he right. like straightens his tux. I did it, <laughs> you know, and, and, and there it is. It's the unveiling. 
and that that motive can come from both the three and the nine sure who is quite secure yeah strikes me that deception is all over this so which is commonly uh associated with the sin of threes mm -hmm. there's a social intelligence not that nines can't be socially intelligence intelligent but the, there's a social intelligence worth naming here um that i think i normally would associate with threes in the way i don't know if i'm yeah this goes both ways now that i'm saying it yeah, yeah. um perhaps i should say it this way threes are going to have a goal-oriented plan-oriented posture towards the world which is not very common for nines sure and that scene this whole thing feels pretty planned out to me it seems like the in like there's an overarching plan but the details of the plan are not at all in place okay but he invites all of these people here with people that so he invites his victims here he invites the people who know their secrets and he gives all the victims weapons mm -hmm. and then he turns off the lights okay and let's hope it works out i think he knows and maybe this is the self the self-esteem of the three coming out he knows nobody's going to kill him but he i think he thinks that they're going to try and kill mr body because oh yeah i agree with that okay. but i don't i don't think that I, I think that a three in the with the importance of not appearing as a failure, like if this plan goes badly, it's gonna go very badly. Ah. So a three, I think, would would navigate this whole situation with much more attention to the details. I bet there's a more efficient way than of knocking off all the of your, <laughs> right, your folks. Right. Yeah. So he says something like, this saved me a lot of hassle or something. Mm -hmm. And that might be a nine-ish way of coming to it. I don't know that right. not, threes are necessarily trying to save hassle, but nine sure would, right. would be. Right. <laughs> Is he an ambitious person, Wadsworth? I don't know that we have enough to answer that question appropriately. Because we don't have anything about him outside of this house. Right. Except that he has blackmailed all of these people. We don't know if he's like a sitting senator or like like we don't know anything about who he is or what he does. He could he could live in a bunker somewhere. He could be a sitting senator. We don't know. The number of people that he is blackmailing strikes me as ambitious whereas so when we type a villain oh i i would say the opposite okay uh because it's only what, six five i mean it would be six Yeah, it's only six yeah unless as you were saying like he also has stuff on his butler and on yvette right right and who knows who else is out there that he also has dirt on but it might be you only need a few you know there's a, the whole time we've been talking, I've been Jeffrey Epstein is in the back of my mind this whole time as like the blackmailer, sure. you know, he's yeah. figuring out ways to get very powerful people to cough up a lot of cash, but he only needs yeah. a few. But he has a, a large list. Yeah. Well, he, he does. only needs a few, but yeah. he has a large list. Yeah. To be successful. I mean, even to be hidden, you kind of need you to be moderate to some extent right i suppose that would be so the argument for three here the three might realize 
I need to be moderate with the number of people. So my, I need to pull back my ambitions a little bit. Whereas the nine might just say, Hey, I got enough. This will pay, this will pay the bills. uh, And I even, um, I, I'd suggested a three, not even necessarily wanting to be moderate. A three would want to be as successful in this field as possible. And a nine would say, yeah, this is enough. This takes care of what I need. I suppose that, I, I mean, that, that I feel like that would be a good argument for him as a three. That, that's actually how that feels to me. It's n- I feel the opposite. Yeah. He comes across as a this is enough sort of person. Mm-hmm. Okay. He gets shot. There's an assessment. That was a good shot. Mm-hmm. Is that a positive spin or is that is that a... Uh, reframing of the situation yes right <laughs> that that moment does not help either of us well, let's go to the book on wadsworth i i, I think that, cool. i think that's where we're at um yeah is he highly motivated or is he relaxed <laughs> mr body playing wadsworth yes seems highly motivated yeah when he reveals that he's the one who has orchestrated all of this he seems very relaxed but the police will be here any minute. You'll never get away with this, any of you. Why should the police come? Nobody's called them. You mean, oh my God, of course. So why shouldn't we get away with it? Who, what, why would the police come? I didn't call them. <laughs> and we're all, we're going to stack the bodies I mean, and we're all just going to leave quietly. That's some showiness right there. He's been holding that in his back pocket for a bit. Yeah, but he's super calm about it. Truth. Is yeah. he focused or unfocused? Uh, I I can well, I think an argument can be made for unfocused a little bit, just from the sporadic way that he's that they're going through the night. But realistically, he's paying so much attention that I don't know. Jumping to the end, his his goal is to get these people to kill all of his people. Yeah, that. That seems like that would take up quite a bit of effort and energy and goal planning. But, but there again, we, we don't see the details of that kind of plan. We All we see is like he he puts them all in the same house and gives them weapons yeah. and turns out the lights. That's that's not a plan. That's a, that's a, that's a very optimistic bag of monkeys. Well, it would be really understanding the motives of the people involved. Sure. And then which can come from three or nine. I mean the focusedness is how much more focused could it be? I'm gonna get six murderers in the building at the same time to kill six people. That's a that's a I mean in terms of focus. But, right, but but what I'm saying is like the, the focus, the detail and goal orientedness of threes mm-hmm. would have a specific plan about how he's going to get all of those people to murder his accomplices. Right. He's creating the atmosphere Whereas for it that. Seems like all he does is throw them into the house and let whatever happens, yeah. happens. He's pretty sure they're all going to do what he wants. I'll make the nine argument on that front real quick is that you'll notice he could, if, if, if he were ambitious and clearly is a sociopath at that level, then right. why not kill the people yourself? Right. When we have done our study on nines as villains— they routinely are outsourcing violence. Right. Uh, Warden Norton outsources violence to Hadley in, in uh, Shawshank. Mm-hmm. And then we see uh, violence being outsourced through Obadiah Stane in 
Iron Man. Yeah. And yeah. they're not the ones killing. They're doing it through these, through other people. Or with Obadiah Stane, he has that little gadget, which right. you can walk away with your hands clean, as it were. Right. And still create right. a very violent death. Yep. Self-confident, self-effacing. He's too secure. And, and yeah, that, it, it doesn't work because I... I'm not exactly self-effacing when I'm certain about where I am, you know. Right, right. That's and that's exactly it. Is he's 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 on the mountaintop in that glass right. scene. Yep. Ambitious, disengaging. I mean, we kind of already argued this. Like, how do you understand the number of people? Active or low key? Again, both. Like, like if, if he he seems to be very active in the process of like his grand reveal. But then once it's all revealed, it's super low key. Right. We're going to stack the bodies in the cellar and just leave. We normally, what's interesting when we normally make the move of, uh, typing Hollywood characters, we'll get into this space where we're debating between the central number and their stress number. And here we're doing the opposite. This, he sure. is the villain. Yeah. And so, this is what we're experiencing. We're experiencing, it might be the case that he's going to his security number. Right. Because, you know, question, is he secure throughout this entire film? Right. And is he secure at the end, during the unveiling? And that would, so I suppose what, I like, I'm, I've moved off of this. I think, I think nine's a great typing. I would never have guessed nine. And, but that's what's taking place there is it's a secure nine. How would a secure nine plan all of this out and that's right that's how this works um bang all right well that's our last guy we'll go down our list and tell you what we got uh, so wadsworth is the first character that enters he's the nine who has set up the the space and but the motive being underlying that he wants to have control over people mm -hmm. And it's an easygoing With control. the least amount of work possible. He doesn't do any work aside from leverage, leveraging these secrets that he knows, which makes a lot of sense. And also notice the one murder that he does commit uh -huh. is with the easiest weapon. There you go, right? Come on. He shoots the singing telegram lady yeah. at the end. Everything else revolves, involves a significant amount of effort. Has a co-conspirator who is Yvette who if typed as a six we've talked about how nines and sixes work very well together mm -hmm. yep mustard shows up mustard is a six and uh is followed by miss white who is either an eight or a four we move we kind of yeah that's an unconceded unconceded territory she can live in the land of thor prior to phase four <laughs> No, this you're still wrong about is, that. If you're if you're explaining you're losing. <laughs> uh, Scarlet and Professor Plum show up. Two aggressive types who would be an eight and a seven. Green is told to sit. Did we land then on Green or did you bump up to the I don't think we have enough information. I think that was sort of where we landed with him because uh, we moved to Wadsworth. Yeah. That's interesting that we <laughs> we had some five, typing like and we moved off. The five six thing is is like that I think that space between five and six is a really interesting space for typing people. Right. Yeah. At least you can hear the typing there. I suppose let's do uh, 
we can end with green then on that. The um, and then we have Wadsworth as a nine and his butler as likely an eight, although it might just be a show. Right. Um, just to go down the book real quick for five and six on Mr. Green. Is he eccentric or does he relate to tradition? Oh, eccentric. Does he ignore the rules or consider the rules? Considers the rules. Is he nonlinear thinking or linear thinking? I do not think that that is an appropriate question. For yeah, this is a very six. strange list, actually, as I'm going yeah. down it. Contest methods or establishes methods? What? This is one of my least favorite yeah, words this, yet. Yeah, this is not, this has not worked so <laughs> In far. In all the time we've been using these lists. It doesn't get better, to be honest. I'm looking through them now. Okay. That's, <laughs> our, list, our list is broken. Um, I'm even going to write that in the book. Broken list. Well, I, I suppose if I was doing, uh, we can. Uh, what would it look like for us to do this sort of thing? Um, we would start with the triads. Is he withdrawn or is he reactive? I think he's reactive. Is does he problem solve with his head or does he problem solve emotionally? I think emotionally. I think he's putting his emotions out there all the time. Does he create? Some but again, is that his character or is that yeah? <clears throat> is that what he like? Is he letting himself through? In order to connect with others, does he offer knowledge and insight, or does he create spaces for other people to be able to feel safe? I don't think that he's creating spaces, but I think he's trying to find spaces for himself to feel safe. Yeah. Uh, greed. I don't think he's offering insight. Greed or anxiety? Anxiety. Um, does he want more knowledge or more security? He seems like he's seeking security. Like, this is one of the things about, like, if he was a five, I feel like he would be standing in the back trying to figure out what's actually happening. Right. But there again, as a plant, it would be very, like, that might be tipping his hand. Therefore, he goes in whole hog about just, like, sort of being a buffoon and all of that stuff. Mm. So, I don't, I don't know. At his best, is he loyal and courageous, or is he inventive and wise? I think the only thing we have there is uh, like that very last scene, and you can point to loyalty. I don't think you can point to inventive, but either way, I I, I don't know that there's much this is the one, to go on. This there. is like the actually the only question I've asked where I thought the five kind of comes through. He it feels like if he's been a withdrawn type that finally is secure, all the cards are on the table, he knows all the information, and now he can act in the world. Sure. That might be how the, the final confrontation works. Sure. So it was you. I was going to expose you. I know. I knew all the facts, kinda, but I couldn't get into my body. Sure. Whereas the six might be, well, I mean, it would be different because he's an FBI agent who's undercover. Right. The sixness of telling everybody that there's a problem might might not come out. In the, right. Uh, last question is self-image wise. Is he somebody who says I do my duty or self-image wise? Is he somebody who says I see through all the things? I feel like you could go either way. I'm supposed to say this a different way than. Uh, does he feel good when he has mastered something thoroughly, or does he feel good when he's covered all of his bases and and done what's expected of him? 
Well, and and the, like looking at that last scene, it does not seem like he's celebrating that he solved the puzzle. Ooh, it seems like he's celebrating that he beat the bad guy. I feel like he's celebrating that he doesn't have to exert any more energy here. <laughs> <laughs> there. Which could also be six in security. <sighs> That's a good one. Well played. Yeah. That's really well played. There's a, so, uh, dear listener, we're in Denver, Colorado, or we're near Denver, Colorado, and the Denver Nuggets won the basketball championship, uh, just a couple days ago for the first time in their history. Their main superstar is from, uh, Europe and is at the, you know, the post game interview. Mm -hmm. He's on top of the world. He has achieved all the things. Yeah. Yeah, there's kind of what are you gonna do now? And he's, and he he never said it. No, what was it? The question got asked. You know, are you excited for the parade on Thursday? Yeah. And you see him straighten up and look over at uh-huh. his publicist and goes Thursday. <laughs> he was so mad that he didn't get to go home. Like he was sure. ready. Yeah. He was gonna go see his horses and and he yeah. was gonna go hang with his friends and you know yeah. his small hometown and. Um, in Serbia, and <laughs> he's got to hang around to yeah. be part of the parade through the streets of Denver, apparently. Yeah. He's really ready to go home, and there's more work required of him. So I think Jokic is a is a five, and that would be, but that might, might move me off now. Now i got to think about it. Yeah. Um, I love that. Uh, I mean, even as a five, though, like, like would he would he express some type of, like, is this what we really have to do, or would he just leave? Well, he's secure, so he's pushing to be in control of his body and where it goes. Right? Would he just leave? Oh, I see what you're saying. Um, he can't con- I mean, He can't control the situation. This is probably going to be something sure. that he's contractually obligated to. Yeah. If we win the champion, the what's hilarious is like for most athletes, like the parade is the thing. Yeah, right. I'm, th- I'm gonna be. Yeah, which means he's clearly not a three. <laughs> this is true. This is. Yeah. If you saw this guy, it, you would. You would. He is the least. Like he gets. Nearly every interviewer will enter the interview saying, "I know you're not going to talk about yourself." However, you know, and then they'll right. try and get right. him to talk about himself. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, we'll see if that makes a cut. The. Uh, <laughs> Did you do you want to pull the trigger on green to end our time I, with Clue? The, I I am completely comfortable with saying that that this is a good example of not knowing enough yeah. to land on a tight. There you go. Um, I don't know that we ever said it, but the just my last thought on the movie and in in this discussion in general was I had never appreciated how much. How creative the solution of Wadsworth was actually Mr. Body mm-hmm. is. Th- that is incredibly clever yeah. when you start yeah. with just the board game. Yep. And to... The board game with six characters and one dead person. Yeah. Yeah. I've, it's just incredibly clever. So yeah. uh, I just appreciated the movie for that. Any, any, yeah. fi- any final thoughts on the movie? I mean, I... I'm not sure if we said this in any of our recordings, but it it's really pleasant to experience like like we did this recording on Clue and then like 
there's so many people who love this movie because it's so good. And for some reason, none of us ever talk about it. Yeah. And so like being able to have lots of conversations about Clue over the last couple of months has been really pleasant. Agreed. Yeah, if you're looking for a date night or even a night with your family, it's a fantastic, you know, magnet for that. Well, friends, it would mean the world to us if you shared this with somebody you love, preferably somebody who's seen Clue. (laughs) Or perhaps go watch Clue and then listen through this with uh, folks that like talking to Ingram. We continue to meet once a month online. If you want to uh, have a conversations with us about Enneagram, go to aroundthecircle.org and click on events and you'll find the links to uh, to our, our monthly Zoom hookups. Um, that's probably not the right word. <laughs> or <the> normal <laughs> Zoom. Meetups. Meetup. Oh, that works yeah. way better. <laughs> uh, our, our other feed around the circle uh, we, we go into Enneagram theory, but if you or somebody that you love is just jumping into Enneagram, we have another feed called Start Here. It's an Enneagram podcast. Both of those you can find anywhere that fine podcasts are platformed. I suppose the last thing, we have yet to get any stars like in the last six months. We got like 10 stars right out the bat. Nobody giving the stars. But this is a movie podcast. You got to get stars. The stars and movies sure. go together like peas and carrots. Well, it could be that all 10 of our listeners have already done that. <laughs> we have 100 <laughs> listeners. 90% of you out there. Need to get on it. Stars and reviews. It's, or, or, or I'll quit. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I got. You got anything else? I got nothing. Man. It's TJ Wilson. It's officially awesome. And I'm Jeff Cook. And who you aren't isn't interesting. I drink your... Fasten your seatbelts. It's going to be a bumpy night. Was it over when the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor? Hell no! To infinity and beyond! Why so serious? I am serious. And don't call me Shirley.